Hey guys, it's Rachel Silver Cohen. And today I am discussing with Dr. Boca to Barbie or not to Barbie. That is the unpolished question. So meet us on the corner of audacity and advice. Our wheels and yours are about to get spun upside down. Our talk on Barbie starts now. What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. It is Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boga. We are ditching the couch, grabbing the mics, breaking down all the unpolished wreckage. This is Unpolished Therapy. Good morning, Dr. Boga. Good morning, Rach. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good. I'm doing really well. I can't wait for today's episode. You're going to inform me and our listeners on a lot of stuff about this new Barbie craze that's been going on. Please explain. I don't get it. Okay, so I didn't get it either. And if you want to know the God's honest truth, I had no intention of getting it. No interest, no intention. For months and months and months, I've been seeing all these commercials and the promos. And you know me well enough now to know that chances of me being a Barbie doll girl, (laughs) slim to none, right? I get it because I was like, I never liked Barbie as a kid. I don't do this girly girl thing. I'm not seeing it. So that's why I'm so intrigued that you went and saw it because I have so many questions about this. Yeah. So yeah, not a Barbie kid growing up, not a doll kid in general ever, Mm -hmm. really. I remember back in the day when like Cabbage Patch dolls were a big thing. I think I just wanted to sort of like jump on the trends because I was still a kid and I didn't want to miss out. And I do remember my mom jumping through hoops to try to find me a Cabbage Patch Kid. I remember her name. Her name was Lorelai Kelly. That was the name of the Cabbage Mm -hmm. Patch Kid. I remember mine. (laughs) We'll see. But I probably played with it for all of four seconds and then I was done with it. Barbie was never in my wheelhouse. Sorry, never had the Barbie dream house or dream car or not my jam. So here we are now, fast forward decades and decades later. This movie is supposed to be all the rage and it kind of went in one ear and out the other. And I didn't pay one minute attention to it until it did finally drop and it came out this summer. And the whole world is now Barbie this, Barbie that, talking on the news, on the websites on the other podcasts that I listen to. And I just kind of thought like, wait, what is this Barbie craze about? I just kind of assumed, Dr. Bogan, it was like a kid's movie. Is it not? I've heard just a tiny, tiny bit about it. And it sounds like it could be, couldn't be. But I went to the movies the last two weekends and saw other movies. And as we're walking out, my husband's like, what are those women doing in all that hot pink? And they were sitting there and they're like seven women our age having a drink in like the, you know, the movie theaters where they they serve dinner at the same time you're watching the movie. And I'm like, oh, they must be here for Barbie because who else would dress in hot pink and all? And he was like, seriously? And I'm like, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Well, so, another reason why I had no intention of seeing it, because apparently there's like a dress code that yeah. if you're going to see Barbie, no matter how old you are, you have to like get your hot pink on, which... Like, do not sign me up for that. Okay. 
But that being said, back to, I thought it was a kid's movie. And then with all of the comments and the TV and the Rotten Tomatoes and everyone sticking their own two cents in, I had started to hear this is about women empowerment and it's Mm -hmm. not a kid's movie. And even if kids saw it, a lot of it would go over their heads. And it did kind of remind me when my children were little and you'd go to see Toy Story or, you know, any of those movies where like I, as the adult would go and yeah, it was for the kids, but I would sob because there was a moral. It was so Mm -hmm. beautifully done. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I mean, maybe if it is an adult movie, maybe I should go see it. And kind of jump on the bandwagon and kind of dive into what it's all about. And, you know, it's funny because as you were saying, oh, I remember when our kids were little and we would go to see these movies. And Toy Story was the first one that came to my mind also because I remember there being so many funny lines in there and little like jabs to our generation, you know, or reminders. And Yeah, double entendres. And totally went over my kids' head. So if you're saying that Barbie might be like this, maybe I will engage in this conversation a little bit more seriously, but I'm still not sure you've sold me yet. So keep going. Well, at this point of the conversation, you should not be sold because I haven't even told you anything other than the fact that I had heard that, wait a minute, it's not just for kids. It is for adults. There is a message. And I figured, lo and behold, all right, I kept thinking like to Barbie or not to Barbie. (laughs) That is the unpolished question. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I dragged one of my friends who also, I had said, had you seen Barbie? And she said, no, I have no, I mean, it was not even remotely on the radar. And I said, look, it wasn't on my radar either, but let's do it. We're not wearing pink, but let's go check it out. I heard that it's really empowering. There's a great message there. It's so well done. Blah, 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 blah. So So what happened? Like uh, the message? Well, here's the thing. Okay. The first, I would say, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Now, let me just back up for another minute and say, I go to the movies by myself more times than not, okay? okay? And I don't need anyone to go with me. Mm. But in this case, I felt like I recruited a friend to go because I, I wanted to be correct about the fact that, no, 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 it's supposed to be great. I know we didn't play with dolls. I know we this, I know we that. But let's just go because I hear it's amazing and I think you're going to thank me. So I felt like I had like this obligation or I was nervous that like, oh God, like it better be good. It better be good. It better be good because I just dragged my friend to go. So now the first 20, 25 minutes, the whole time I'm sitting there saying to myself, oh God, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. This movie is horrible. (laughs) Why are we here? I can't. I mean, when I tell you, Dr. Boca, I could not stand it. If I heard one more, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hey, Ken. Hi, Barbie. No. I I wanted to. It was nails on a chalkboard. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hear that you were pressured. I hear it was terrible. I need to go back for one second because I have to ask like the quintessential question that maybe our listeners are questioning this as well as a non-Barbie supporter in life, right? Mm -hmm. Was there ever, like, were there Barbie books? Is there a story around Barbie? Like, other than Barbie and Ken being like a thing and there was like a kitty Barbie. I don't know if that was like a, a sister or a cousin or whatever. That's all mm-hmm. I remember about Barbie. Is there a story about Barbie that like everyone's coming in this and understanding Barbie? Or did they create an entire movie with a story in it for the first time? And now this high Barbie, high Ken thing has become like, now you're invested in Barbie and Ken's life. Like similar to Archie. You know, the comic books? Yeah. There there was a story. There was like a million iterations of Archie. And you've learned this entire life around Archie and Veronica, of which I still don't know that story either. But there was a whole history about it over the course of a billion 
comic book. So when they right. made the movie, uh-huh. there was already an existence of personalities, of relationships, of people. Was there ever anything like that about Barbie previously? Well, not that I know because A, I had no idea about anything Barbie other than Barbie Dreamhouse and that over the course of time, the iteration, which by the way, I happen to love that word, the iteration of Barbie evolved as we as quote unquote young girls and women evolved. And okay. that I think is the the backstory on Barbie that yes, Barbie is perfect. Barbie mm-hmm. has this beautiful body. Barbie is blonde. Barbie is thin. Barbie is happy. Barbie is the ideal of like maybe from the eighties where like the supermodel craze, let's say that like okay. everyone weighs 11 pounds. They just smile and look pretty and men worship you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as women, and I guess women's lib and we are women, hear me roar. Women now have college degrees and women are now professionals and women now are firefighters and women now are judges. And now Barbie change. Barbie now is summertime Barbie and winter Barbie and skiing Barbie and teacher Barbie and nurse Barbie and President of the United States Barbie. Right. They came out with her being professional. I remember that in all different professions. Right. Pilot, police officer, maybe psychologist for that matter. Maybe. Anything Barbie wants, Barbie can get, not because a Ken is handing it to her, but because Barbie herself went out and earned it and did it. So now in this Barbie movie, this Barbie land, I think maybe the, the, the play on words or making fun of the ideology of what Barbie stands for. The representation is that this Barbie world Mm -hmm. is different, Dr. Boca, than the quote unquote real world, right? So in Barbie world, Barbie wakes up every day and the sun is shining and she looks amazing and everyone's saying hi to her and the Barbie principal and the Barbie manicurist and the Barbie president and the Barbie police officer or the the lifeguard Barbie, everyone's best friends and everybody loves each other and everybody Mm. looks beautiful, but we're all one big kumbaya Barbie fest. And Ken is still like wooing over Barbie, right? Mm. And there's an idea in the movie where Ken doesn't really have a great day unless Barbie and all the iterations of Barbie pay attention to Ken, which Mm -hmm. is actually, you know, the irony is not lost on me. That's kind of funny because in the real world, Right. right, the dichotomy of one would think, or at least based on the movie, that in the real world, it would be opposite. Opposite. Mm -hmm. Women are kind of nobodies unless the Kens of the world prop them up. And that's where we come to learn in the movie, the the difference between the two and now how we're going to, we're going to draw the parallel, how we're going to kind of quote unquote, fix the problem. And who cares about the details of the movie, how like, we're now going to try to like solve the real world based on the pretend world of the Barbie, as we know it to be perfect. It was the the underlying implicit message that the Barbie world is the utopian that we should be living. Is that the expectation for the future? Is that what they believe is actually happening? Like, is is there any understanding around that? Because I'm literally listening to this for the first time. So to our listeners, I'm sitting here dumbfounded by this. 
Okay. So basically like, and not like it's big spoiler alert, because I would imagine the people who are going to see the movie have kind of seen it already. The people who aren't, I will tell you that while I was watching it and worried like, oh God, my friend is going to kill me that we're wasting two hours here. It did get better as it went on. Cause like, I guess I understand the concept of, of what Greta Gerwig was trying to convey. And it was well done from that perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think that the message we already know in the sense that we weren't born yesterday and women becoming empowered didn't happen yesterday either. Mm-hmm. That I don't know that they needed the movie to remind us that we can be anything that we want to be. And in answer to your question, there was sort of like a Lord of the Flies moment because in the movie, I think Barbie, perfect Barbie, was starting to like feel down on herself mm-hmm. because there was like a connection to something in the real world, like kind of, you know how like in Toy Story where like, what's the doll in Toy Story? Woody. 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 Mm -hmm. Like Woody kind of gets lost and his owner like needs to find him kind of thing. It was a little bit reminiscent of that, but like somebody in the real world who like Mm -hmm. has real feelings and real emotion and like isn't always on their A game at every moment in time connected through. Uh, and again, I guess this is where you have to suspend reality a little bit to like the their doll Barbie in Barbie world. And okay. Barbie was kind of waking up feeling like a regular person. Like I'm feeling kind of run down mm-hmm. or I'm feeling kind of fat today or I, you know, the sun isn't shining. And how do we now fix this problem? Okay. So Barbie now figures out a way that she's going to go into the real world, find her quote unquote, like owner, which the, okay. that, that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. And boom, we have like a meeting of the minds of Barbie and, you know, doll owner in real life. And now they're going to try to solve the world's problem. Okay. So So it's the way that I'm hearing this, and I could be totally off, and I know it's really hard to explain like a a plot when someone hasn't seen it, Mm -hmm. but it almost sounds like Barbie woke up with the realization that the the extreme utopian that they're living in isn't perfect, and that the other side where the owner lives, there are things in that world that aren't perfect either, but both have good things to offer. And so if we can come together with the meeting of the minds and take the best of both, then we would have a successful and empowered and whatever world. Yeah. And that's why you are the advice and I am the audacious and you are the therapist. And I'm here just to get some free advice from you because you're saying it much better than I'm giving the broad stroke. No, but what I'm chuckling about is it just sounds like everything that we reiterate all the time, which is we're not, no extreme is perfect, right? And no extreme is good. And we have to find the best of all the scenarios and try to meet in the middle and come up with something positive and realistic, but not extreme. Yeah. So yes, true. Um, But also the punchy kind of way that they conveyed it was also that in Barbie world, if you Mm -hmm. will, this make-believe land, the women are up here. And I know our viewers can't see, but obviously like they're on the pedestal. And the men, which like in Barbie world, there's like two men. There's Ken. And then I guess the friend Alan, who whoever Alan is, because again, I was not into Barbie. I don't know. 
But, or maybe there was one other Ken friend too. I, I don't know, a couple men, but the, I, I think that the message there is that it's all about the Barbies and the men are so subservient. Whereas in the real world, it, w- when, when the worlds collide, it's the opposite. And like, mm. with all due respect to the liberals out there, like, that's not really real life either, because haven't we gotten to where we've gotten to? Like, give me a break. Like, we're certainly, we are not completely equal, but they really played up the inequality mm-hmm. of men and women in the real world. And, and maybe that was just a, a big, like, d- double jab. Right. And and that's actually what I did hear was the, from both, from people who are across the spectrum, right? Like not going in this, speaking politically, but what people, I mean, you, you mentioned politics, but they came out saying, yeah, it was a very big empowerment movie for women, but it was very emasculating to men. Mm-hmm. And I, the question that I had is, can't we as women be empowered without having to emasculate men in the process? Why can't everybody just, it's all relative to the other, right? Like, and so... I mean, that was one of the things, in all honesty, that I was like, "Hmm, I don't know if I really want to see a movie where the message that comes across is in order for you to be an empowered woman, we have to make the men submissive or less than and take away who they are. Yeah. Because I'm not sure that that's the solution either. That's all or none also. And I agree with that, especially in today's world where I'm raising boys, right? right? And I feel as though I am a strong, empowered woman, and especially being the only woman in this household with the two boys, I'm out. They are learning through what they're seeing in real time. Mm A mom who works full time, but takes care of them and wears a lot of hats and so on and so forth. And I want them to respect the empowered woman. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I want to dumb them down for them to think, oh, great. The women will do everything and I'll just sit on my ass and do nothing. So yeah, in the movie, I do feel as though, and again, it could have been just they were purposely trying to poke fun in a way to dumb the men down for the sake of just making a point that like Barbie is the and all be all of the doll that was a nothing that we've now turned into something because we're so much more than just the pretty blonde who has a model body and no voice. So they could have gone overboard in that regard. And I'm sure, given the way that media and movies, et cetera, are right now, TV, I'm sure that was probably part of the agenda. However, I don't know about you, but I've gotten to a place in my life, like I want to go to a movie and I want to either, if I'm seeing a true story, Okay. Like, I want to hear the facts of the true story. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not, and I'm going there to escape reality, I don't want the same issues being thrown into my face that I'm, that are happening in the real world right now. Like, I want an escape. I want to be entertained by it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm struggling sometimes to, to find those things because there are these in order to make the movie and they want to drive a point home. It feels like it's, you know, maybe over the top. And I'm, I'm not judging Barbie because I didn't see it, but we're not dumb, right? Like I think we could pick up on it without having it to be drilled into our, into our heads. And that would be enough for me to be like, oh, I want to break from this. Like I want to yeah. come into a movie and like live in the fantasy world. Right. Well, and and with all due respect to 
the movie and Greta Gerwig and the whole cast in general, it was well done and it was entertaining once we got past 20 minutes of, hi, Ken, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie, hi, Ken. I mean, it was just, it was, I'm telling you, I'm uh, I'm not exaggerating. That was horrendous. And it really, I was like, I, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. But I am happy I saw it through because sure, it was entertaining. Listen, props to Dua Lipa. There was this one great song, her new song, which is like Dance the Night Away that now I am playing on repeat in my car. That's awesome. Because that certainly was catchy and they did a whole dance number and it was adorable and I love it. And for the listeners out there, if you haven't heard her new song, Do a Lipa, it's called Dance the Night Away and it's just fun and energetic. But no, Dr. Boga, they, 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 it was entertaining, but I do see your point that you don't want it choked down your throat at every turn. And, and even though they masked it up, now granted, the the young girls who do go to see it, for them, it will be an entertaining movie because they're right. seeing their Barbies in every facet on screen in a big production that they spent quadrillions of dollars on. And sure. if that message is driven home for them in a kid-like way, more power. Sure. What I think, though, is that maybe the little boy should see it, too, so that they kind of see the difference of it doesn't have to be all or none. Now, what I do want to tell you, because this is something that has kind of gone through the mainstream channels, where as a woman in today's world, 2023, no matter how much we try to be empowered and we try to move to the middle and we try to make some sense out of the senseless, or as Mm -hmm. you say, Dr. Boca, make meaning out of the madness, Mm -hmm. right? There was a little monologue that America Ferrara. Yes, I heard about this. Mm -hmm. um, I I guess for a lack of a better way to explain it, she, in my opinion, the way I'm identifying her is like the real world Barbie, because she, as an adult in the real world, played with Barbies as a kid. She gave Barbies to her now teenage daughter. And now like the Barbie in the fairy tale world who kind of lost her, the spring in her step, if you will, Mm -hmm. she collides with America Ferrara in the real world. And like, they now kind of are the Batman and Robin, okay. <laughs> if you will. Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, or the Dr. Boca and Silver Unpolished. Okay, Love let's it. go ahead to try to join union and, you know, free the minds, let's say. Okay. okay? Or quiet that busy mind. Okay. And I will tell you for, you know, the $15 I spent, first 20 minutes, thumbs down. But this little monologue really did drive home. And I am no America Ferrara and I am not an actress, although, you know, I I pretend in my Barbie world that I am sometimes. I'm going to read to you and the audience what this monologue was because it did drive home because I think we all struggle, right? And we're here to be vulnerable and to share. And this I thought was wonderful. And the writing is just spot on. So she says, and she is going on a rant to Barbie and to her daughter and to whoever else is listening. And she says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. Mm -hmm. You are so beautiful and so smart. And it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. We have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, 
but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you're a threat to other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. Now, Dr. Boca, Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted just in the retelling of that. Sure. But we have to appreciate liberal, not liberal, empowered, not empowered, smart. Like it is a lot. And we do all face all of those things. And again, if for no other reason, then don't go see the movie, but maybe YouTube that clip Mm -hmm. and watch her because that moment, you kind of do have to take a deep breath and say, right? Like it, it is deep worth worthy. Absolutely. Look, I mean, I had seen that all over Facebook, right? Every single person I know who went to see the movie, that's what they took away from it. And it is very powerful, very, very powerful. And it does make you go, oh my God, right? I took it from a different perspective. I I took it from that perspective. That was my initial thing. I was like, you know what? You're right. Our world is such that it's a double-edged sword no matter what we do. And it is, it's constant, right? And then I went to the place of, if I were a man reading this, what message does that send? And how do these things play out with men? Okay. And there are maybe not the exact same ones, but there are a lot of double-edged swords for men as well. Well, what? Like, I have to be successful. I have to be a provider. I have to get the promotion. I can't be emotional because then I'm this. And if I'm too stoic, then I'm this. Mm. And it goes on and on and on, right? And the pressures and the, and I can't be, again, they might not have, I can't be fat per se, but like they can't be fat either. They need to have muscles. And if they don't have muscle, right? Whatever it is. Okay. Okay. So I just, I thought about it. I was like, huh. I just would wish I could have a male's take on it of what their monologue would be. Okay. And then I took a step back at it from a societal perspective. And I sat there and I say, you know, it's not so different than the, these are all, this is all real. Like as a woman, yes, I can, yes, to all of those things, right? But we are, it's similar to when we talk about how do you raise children in a society where everybody's getting everything that they want and the competition is always there? And, you know, that metaphor of like, how do you keep up with the Joneses, so to mm-hmm. speak? And I remember saying to friends years ago, like, when the self with the cell phones, right? Like, if everybody would just get rid of the damn cell phone, right? And we didn't give it to the 13 year old kid 
then we and everybody in their social circle didn't have one, then we could, as a group, raise children who weren't affected by the social media craze. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's not realistic. It's not necessarily going to happen. But whose fault is that? Whose fault? It's our fault for maintaining this competition, this. Well, it's the culture. It's It's the the culture. culture. Right. It's the culture. And so at some point, we all have to stand up and say, enough, enough with this already. And she's saying it from the women's perspective. But I'm wondering, though, if, and I don't know, all of a sudden, as we're talking now, I'm like, wait, did I like the movie? (laughs) I'm not trying to change your perspective. No, but I'm wondering, though, if that tongue in cheek, like, that's what the movie is saying. Like enough already, because I'll tell you again, like the non-spoiler spoiler alert is that at the end of the movie, like, or somewhere in between the movie, like as Barbie is going through like whatever vessel it is to get to the real world per se, she encounters an elderly woman. And I think at the end of the movie, we come to find out that that woman is the quintessential like creator of Barbie. And that woman created Barbie for her own imagination to be whoever it is we want to be. And then maybe mainstream and our society and culture and all the shiny pennies kind of took the ball and ran with it. And it was so inflated with the keeping up that Mm -hmm. in like, if we just bring it back to basics and the root that Barbie is within us, whether you're fat, whether you're thin, whether you're pretty, whether you're ugly, whether you're like, quote unquote, the weird Barbie. There's like right. a weird Barbie in the movie who is the one that sort of gives her like the fairy dust okay. to go off into the real world because she herself has been ostracized in Barbie land because she's like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And yet she ends up being, and again, I'm making up my own kind of unpolished, you know, titles here, but she ends up being like, the Wizard of Oz, if you mm-hmm. will, that Barbie has to go see because like everyone's afraid to like go see Weird Barbie. But Weird Barbie is the one that's saying, no, let's put you in this time capsule and we're going to shoot you off to the real world to like fix this whole problem. So I'm wondering if Mattel, right, who mm-hmm. made Barbie, right, if they're kind of making fun of themselves that Barbie and the world as we know to be Barbie, it all blew up in our faces because we're also fucked up from trying to be so perfect. Right. And that and that message I can jump on board with. But again, the fact that we talk about it as Barbie, okay, is in order to get Barbie, it's at the expense of, I'm going to say Ken. Yeah. Right. And or that's where, yeah. right. And that's where I'm so tired of the, the messaging having to be either or. Like we have to sit here and say, if I, because I work with both men and women. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do. I mean, a lot of people say, how do you work with men? Because I see a lot of therapists, women therapists who won't work with men. And I love working with men because it's a different perspective. It's a different take. And they, too, are struggling with the same self-esteem issues and the same external expectations and how that conflicts with who they are and who they want to be and how society doesn't meet it. And I think that we lose sight of that by emasculating them in the movie. Yeah. Well, and and then just to take the opposite side of this is that there was a shtick in the movie that I appreciated about being, and, and you know me with the play on words, enough. 
K-E-N-O-U-G-H. Like, am I Ken enough? Am I enough? Are the men enough Mm-hmm. without the women because there is this one point in the women where it's sort of like the crazies take over the asylum in this case crazies is defined by the women trying to overpower the quote-unquote kens mm-hmm. because when ken comes back from the real world i guess because he goes to follow barbie in the real world and then he's like oh wait a minute like in the real world the men are in charge hold on a second what's been going on in Barbie world, we want our power back. And then it's like, you know, it's it's a doggy dog world until it shakes out once again. So that's so interesting because I now want to, I, I do now want to see the yeah. movie, not for necessarily the reasons that you've sold me on, you know, of the the things that you think I'll get out of it or our listeners will get out of it. I want to see now that I've heard your explanation and I'm creating something in my head, I want to see how it all plays out on the screen. But I do think that it does bring into question the messaging. You know, we talk about, you know, and I don't want to get too serious here, but, you know, we talk about the messaging that people have received over the years, whether it's, you know, we talk about intergenerational trauma and and things over time, how those messages have played out. And I do think that media, like sitcoms and stuff, have put, you know, and this is part of a dynamic of a sitcom, is that the father plays a certain role, right? And we can look at all the the fathers in you know over time, and they play a certain role. Um, usually, they're the the dutiful, and they're silenced, and they don't the jokesters, and we don't take them seriously. And the women kind of run the household or what have you. And I just think that as a young impressionable boy or girl or you know whatever, that lessons are learned that way. And so I just, I'm very hypersensitive as a, you know, as somebody who's aware of the messaging and how that translates many, 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 many generations from now, or not many, you know, but how that just sets scripts in place for now saying, I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be this, I shouldn't be this, but I need to be this and this and this and this and this. And it goes both ways. So I'm just bringing that to light. That reminds me of an episode you and I did a while back about and or mm-hmm. or or either both because right. yes I love the fact that women Barbies now are pilots and professors Absolutely. and presidents and all that but where I think again meeting in the and guess what and men yeah still be presidents too Absolutely. and still be CEOs and all that but also be mm-hmm. the other thing. So the women, I love that there are 17 different Barbies, but what about the female Barbie pilot who also is a little chunky and right. also is on her period? And what right. about the Barbie who is a college professor, but is taking antidepressants because she, you know, is dealing with depression? Mm -hmm. Or what about whatever the profession is or whatever the entrepreneurial spirit is, but I also, you know, I'm fat and and I Mm -hmm. wish I could lose 12 pounds or, you know, I have acne, whatever the case may be. Where are those Barbies? Well, and that is what I literally had as you were talking. I have on my, our listeners can't see this, nor can you, but I have. Barbie skinny with a question mark. And I was going to ask, it was there in the movie a portrayal of the Barbie being the normal 
or the abnormal, quote unquote, skinny, tiny, big boobs, tiny waist, like ridiculous proportioned doll? Or were they were there some that were heavier? And what did she age from the Barbie that we grew up with now that she's a professional? Did they show her having aged in the movie? Well, here's the thing. There was one or two Barbies that were a little bit more full size and they also were African-American or Asian. And again, like, I don't know if I'm like allowed to say that or not, because I don't know if we're supposed to acknowledge that we see it different or in today's world with this whole like all for one and one for all, which again is another contradiction Mm -hmm. to this whole looking perfect. I mean, I'm seeing the difference, yet are we supposed to acknowledge the difference? Do you follow me? I totally hear you. None of them were like, I can't come out to play today, Barbie, because I have cramps. Or Mm -hmm. I can't come out to play today, Barbie, because I've been up all night worrying because my kid just got his license and my Life360 didn't work. Like, So it was real, but how real was it? I don't know. Right, there was no unpolishedness. No, except for the one quote-unquote weird Barbie, which again, Mm -hmm. that in and of itself, are you singling out? Because that was the one that was like, sent to like the back of the bus up on the hill where no one knew how to get to because Mm -hmm. she was quote unquote weird. She she wasn't pretty. She had a weird hairstyle. And now again, I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't want to get canceled. But in the conversations I had had with people, that was the Barbie that everyone was supposed to quote unquote assume was like gay Barbie or trans Barbie or bisexual Barbie. And like, I don't know. I thought we're supposed to be all loving the Barbies, regardless of who you love. But Mm -hmm. again, they didn't say that in the credits, Weird Barbie, i.e., you know, is gay. Now, it just Mm -hmm. so happens Weird Barbie was played by Kate McKinnon, who we all love and know from SNL, who happens Mm -hmm. to be gay in real life. But like, again, they're calling her Weird Barbie. So is that a dig? We're supposed to glaze that over or we're just supposed to now be so quote unquote woke that it's a joke that she's not weird at all just because she's different from beautiful Barbie. Hmm. You tell me. I don't know. I have to see this because there's so many intricacies here. Whereas I heard Barbie, I did the same thing you did and I was like, no way. And I'm not sold that I want to see the movie for any other reason than out of curiosity of these little nuances. Yeah, these social nuances. The mores, yeah. Right, and how this plays out in, is it in conflict with the messaging of today? Is it a jab? Is it a contradiction? I don't know because I didn't see it. I'm literally going only off of what you're saying. So everything, our listeners, I'll say this to you guys. You guys could come back and write to me and say, Dr. Boca, you missed the boat on all of this. I disagree with everything. And again, I would totally recognize that I'm working at a deficit here based on the little descriptions that Rachel's giving. Well, and way worse would be that I'm no Siskel and Ebert. I saw it and I could have missed the mark entirely. But I, I mean, granted, yes, there were tropes throughout the movie wholeheartedly that are taking jabs and pointing out what's going on culturally, societally, across the board. So clever, yes. But I also feel as though these are all things we already know. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, were they choking the tropes down your throat? And Mm -hmm. that's why it was like, all right, I get it. But 
Right. And, 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 and again, was it balanced? And that's the issue that I keep coming back to is that, right, it's great to bring up all of these concepts and bring them to the forefront. And now look, put it under the guise of a child, a quote unquote child's idol. And now you're starting way younger, getting this messaging into the children, which is great if the messaging isn't mm-hmm. at the expense of another group of men right in this case if it's not portraying reality of the the anxiety driven you know period laden stressed mom who's also the pilot who's also trying to deal with her marriage or her relationships with friends again i don't know to what point it goes well i think overall like as we're breaking down this wreckage i think that what I'm realizing is that both worlds, the Barbie world and the quote unquote real world were portrayed to the complete opposite spectrums in both. Right. So the extremes. Yeah. Like the fantasy world of Barbie is as fantasy world as it absolutely gets. Okay. And the world as they reflected it to be in the quote unquote real world was a tongue in cheek, jab from Barbie's perspective, I think, relative to men and especially the executives at Mattel, let's say, where Barbie was created and invented Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And I think that that the bridging of the two, that really is the message. And again, Mm -hmm. to be Barbie or not to be Barbie, right? To Barbie or not to Barbie. And listen, we live in a world, thank goodness, where we're left to our own interpretations and our own opinions and we can kind of break it down however we see fit, but it is food for thought and it is a topic to at least have the dialogue. And I open it up to the listeners too. If you've seen Barbie, if you have not seen Barbie based on our conversations now, what did you think? What do you think now? If you haven't seen it, would you now go to see it? Do you feel as though you want to Barbie or not? to Barbie? That is the question that Dr. Boga and I are posing to you folks out there. Love it. And I appreciate it, Rachel. I mean, the fact that we're still talking about it, right, outside of the movie theater, and the fact that I'm now interested and for a totally different reason than what Mattel probably intended and what people expected, it it is. It's important that we have these dialogues. And I think that's where we're hitting blocks in society today is that nobody's willing to have the dialogues because they're afraid of getting canceled or not or not being heard and being judged and not knowing the the rights and the wrongs, so to speak, you know, of do I say this, do I not say this? And therefore they're not having the conversations because they're afraid either of saying it wrong or someone jumping down their throat or whatever. But this is where the thoughts and the minds meet where we can see different perspectives and call out the the differences. And it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to be different. It, it is okay. And so I appreciate you, Rach, for bringing it up and having the tough talks. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate your vantage point too. So yeah, the meeting of the minds. And we'll end on the note of throwing it back out to the listeners. If you have questions, comments, concerns with respect to Barbie or not to Barbie. We would love to hear it. You know how to reach us on polishtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unpolished Therapy. I love our Wednesdays, Dr. Boga, and I appreciate you Barbieing it with me. Great sesh, girls. 
Hey everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>